Yes. Welcome to True Patriot Podcast. Yeah, good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, man. I was wondering how you were doing. And now I know everybody's seen what's happened. What happened? Saturday. Right around 3. Did something happen Saturday? 3.30. The game just didn't go your way. That was real? <laughs> I thought that was something out of a nightmare. We'll get to that later, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just glad you're here, man. I'm glad yeah. after this episode you can move on. I know this this podcast lingering has kind of slowed things down for you a little bit, and I'm I'm sorry for that. I am. I don't think there's any moving on, man. It's uh Yeah. It's, what do you want? It, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Drag it out a little further. That's fine. (laughs) How are you doing, man? I'm okay. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Football did not go well for me this week in general. Um, All my teams, including what looks to be my fantasy team, will be losing, which will take me into last place (laughs) with three weeks left. Uh, It's just things are not looking good. Uh, for a true Patriot mm. Jake on a football front. Um, yeah, but okay. it was, an, it was a nice week, nice, uh, weekend. Uh, I got to spend some time with family and, uh, you know, enjoy some good food, play some nice games, have a couple adult beverages, uh, you know, that sort of thing. It's never a bad time. A couple, a couple. Yeah. Just a few. Um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So we, uh, with my, my wife's family, they are, they're very competitive. Uh, they love to play games and her sister likes to, um, put together like game show type games. Right. Um, so we guys are very gamey. Yeah. We like to compete for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so she did for Thanksgiving in order to get us ready for Christmas, she did Christmas jeopardy. And she divided the family up with two teams. Um, so she would put like her parents on opposite teams. Uh, me and my wife were on opposite teams. The other couples were like split up, right? Um, so you had to go against your significant other. Uh, and you had to like, you know, ring in with the buzzer and answer the question. Uh, there were six categories, five questions each category. You know? She definitely has way too much time on her hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably can agree on that. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, I didn't really grow up in a church. Um, didn't didn't go to church a lot as a kid. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, did. Uh, they were, um, you know, church every Sunday type of family, right? So she's much more versed in in the bible than i am for sure and one of the categories of course was nativity narrative uh you know christmas story in the bible so it gets around and i'm matched up with my wife and she she gets to pick the category and she goes well i know where i'm going nativity narrative and i said you know this is going to be really embarrassing for you if you don't get this so she asked she asked the question 
I buzz in, get the answer right. As <laughs> soon as they said I was right, flipper the double birds, gotcha. <laughs> well, yeah, you were doing all right and, there. And she's, she's just, you know, once you get, uh, you know, she, at that point I was like so in her head, she couldn't, she couldn't get anything right after, after that point. Well, probably so then, because she can't believe she <laughs> married somebody who flip her yeah. the double birds after answering a nativity narrative question right on Family Jeopardy. But the thing is, she she knew that I was like this when she married me, and she still yeah. chose to marry me. So she probably just thought you'd be doing better by now. Well, <laughs> I hate to disappoint her. Like I have so many times. <laughs> Is there anything about the birds, the uh, hand gestures in the Bible? That's that's why um, we're just just that there were two of them on the ark, right? I don't know. See, this is why two we're lucky. Of, we're two of every animal, so they got oh. they got to fly together, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> we have we're like the dumb disciples. Yeah, we have. We say we love Jesus. We're trying to. We're doing our best, and we're spreading it with the layman's. Uh, that's what we are, and what we're doing. But we don't know all the rules. Um, we're trying, and you guys are with us on that journey. So yeah, so that's so we get a pass. You yeah. get a pass because we don't know if you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the next round comes. You know, we go all the way around. It comes back to us, still matched up against my wife. And this time I get to pick the category. And I just look at her and I said, let's go nativity narrative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, if you lose this time, you know, you're, you're really embarrassed. And of course I beat her again. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So she, uh, she was not having fun at that point. Um, and my oh, team, uh, what were these what were the types of questions that you answered um, like, I'm kind of curious now. so for, so for the uh nativity narrative the first one i got right was where was jesus born uh what city was jesus born was it jerusalem no okay see i suck <laughs> bethlehem oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> little town of bethlehem ah. <laughs> The second yeah, one that I got right was, <laughs> um, how did the wise men find Jesus? How did they know where to go? Uh, the the North Star. They followed the star. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, That's weird. But there was another question that nobody playing the game knew, including her parents, her aunt and uncle, her brothers. Nobody knew the answer to this one. I didn't know the answer to this one. But Gary, our little Gary, he was helping no host way. the game, and he got it right. He knew it. What was um, it? The question was, where did uh, Joseph and Mary take Jesus as a baby uh, to escape the king that wanted to kill him? Wow. Uh I don't know. Took him to Egypt. Okay. And Gary was the only one who knew that. And that kind of explains the whole pyramid (laughs) thing. Uh, uh, Does it? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think so. <laughs> I'm glad Probably that not. makes sense to you because I uh, <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> because Jesus was there. That's how. The, I think the pyramids were before Jesus, though. They were built for Jesus just way before. <laughs> Come on. Duh. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think that's how it works. Well, how'd they know to go there? That's <laughs> what they were famous for. I don't know. Maybe maybe they went there because of the pyramids. Maybe we need Garrett. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How would they even know where to go if they didn't build them pyramids? Because God told them to. Well, I think it was kind of like, hey, we gotta we gotta get out of this king's territory. We gotta go somewhere. So they just walked in a direction until they were far enough away that they could hide. Right. So, okay. So, how'd the rest of the game go? <laughs> uh, it was a complete massacre, and my team destroyed my wife's team. Hey, at least uh, you got something going good for you in your. That's about the week. only thing that I've won this week, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, anything else you got to say? Uh, no, no. How was your holiday? Uh, it was long. It was like a, it was like a marathon. There's a lot <laughs> going on, a lot of things to do. Um, I did a lot of things that I, you know, supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Didn't do a lot of things that was on my list. But that's not what the holidays are for. Um, so Does we that made mean you didn't get a lot of hunting done, or what? Well, I did go hunting twice. But I had to get up at 5 a.m. to do. I did two morning hunts. Um. Anyways, besides that, yeah. So, no, no hunting stories yet. We'll save that for next week. Uh, didn't get anything. Saw some things. Not in range. That's the basis of the hunting stories. But we got gun season in Ohio next week, so you can be darn sure. Uh, I'll have some stories next week because it's always interesting when you go on a hunt with Clayton, and that's exactly what's <laughs> happening tomorrow. And I'll, I'll tell us, I'll tell a story about last year with Clayton next week. Um, maybe we'll have Clayton on, but yeah, yeah. Uh, put up some Christmas lights. I saw that. Inspired by you. I will say that yours looked much better than mine do. <laughs> How do you even? I just made a quick little story. You just you already yeah. know. Well, you had the finished product. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to Lowe's. Um, me and Jess were. We got there, and you know, like I said, I'd never put up Christmas lights at my house before. At my last house. We got there. They're already up. They're up one year. I lit them from the previous owner, the previous homeowner's work. I took his glory and plugged them in that year. And then I ripped them down, and I haven't hung Christmas lights since. And now my daughters are of age. They know what Christmas lights are. They know I can do them, and they demanded. You know, yeah. they yep. really would have liked liked to see our house with Christmas lights. So, mm -hmm. got it done. We, me and Jess. Went to Lowe's, and the first uh, marital dispute was, what color Christmas lights do we need? That was your first marital dispute? <laughs> first marital <laughs> dispute of the Christmas lights. 
And then, you know, Jess was obviously had no idea what she was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She wanted these. um, She was going to make it really costly, more costly Mm -hmm. than it was. Uh, She wanted white lights and I was team multicolor. Mm hmm. You know, I, I liked all the different colors, the yeah. red, blue, what else is all in yellow, green, all the colors. Yeah. I wanted multicolor. Jess wanted white. Uh, that's all that we could see was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I called Clayton and asked him, you know, I was like, hey, because I knew he just hung up Christmas lights. I was like, hey, uh, what what did you use for like, did you, I, I called him to ask him like, did you buy any uh, extra like hangers or did you just you mm-hmm. buy the ones that clip right in like should i buy some hangers just in case mm-hmm. and he he ended up telling me hey there's some there's some red and red and white lights on the end of the aisle like candy cane style i was mm-hmm. like oh dude i didn't see them so we ended up finding the happy medium between colorless and colored mm-hmm. we had red and white jess was a former buckeye cheerleader that's perfect mm-hmm. got a buckeye house there you uh, go. But yeah, so I got them. So shout out Clayton, thank you. Uh, and you got home. And did you ha- did you hang yours along the gutters? Mm-hmm. So did did you climb up on your roof or did you have like I got a ladder? Tool? I went, oh, you got I got on a ladder. My and house doesn't mean- go. My house doesn't go as high up as yours does. I can get it on a on an eight foot ladder. So you just moved around a bunch yes. of time. Yep, and yeah. it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have one really high. Well, I have two really high peaks, and I was like, man, you know, I thought about the ladder method, just shuffle, move, mm-hmm. yeah, and then that obviously wouldn't work. So I just climbed up on top of my roof. Mm-hmm. It was just like scooting along the edge, hanging lights. <laughs> and yeah, it was pretty yeah. sketchy. Screw that. <laughs> no thanks. Just just <laughs> hanging over the edge. Reaching underneath yeah. the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> it was sketchy. Yeah. It was cold. And like you said, man, uh, I kind of regretted not hanging them last week like you did because it was mm-hmm. bitter cold. It was cold. Yeah. Got everything done. Um, plug all the lights in. And we were almost, we were pushing being going to a Thanksgiving that night mm-hmm. about 10, 10 till the time I was supposed to be at the party. I plug them all in to see my work. And one strand is dead. Fresh out of the box. <laughs> fresh out of the box. Ready to look at all my work. We got a dead strand. And I could not leave like that. So I had to climb my ass back up there. Undo everything I did from that one strand. Put them all back on. Mm-hmm. And we're all good. But that was just a... And then... <laughs> fast forward to tonight. Mm-hmm. I get back home and I, I got my little timer set. So they've been you up know, for how like, many how many days now? Uh, two. Okay, two days worth of lights. Got it. So one night was good. The next tonight, I pull my driveway. It's dark. We pull in the driveway. My lights aren't on. Like, and what the heck? Like, I thought mm-hmm. I, I bought the little outdoor timer mm-hmm. as a as a daylight to dusk mm-hmm. sensor. I pull in. My lights are off. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I walk over to the timer where I got it plugged in to the outlet, and of course. Jojo has chewed my extension cord in half. Jojo, the lovable dog, <laughs> strikes again. I cannot have any outside outlets plugged into my outside 
you know, my dog can roam the complete exterior of my house. So anywhere I have a plug-in, she can get to and destroy. And that she did. I was hoping she didn't. I even, I tucked it into the trim, tucked it mm -hmm. into the trim, going down, around, yep. into the gutter. But the little bit I had to, it had to be exposed. I tried to guard it with the trash cans. I kind of saw this come. She still just moved the trash cans out of the way <laughs> to shred the extension cord. So now Man. I... <laughs> Man, she's a she's a menace. <laughs> I wanted to, so it was a brand new extension cord that I just bought for that purpose. It was like fourteen dollars. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just take what was left of that cord and just strangle her with it <laughs> and hang her from a tree. That would be Halloween decorations, not Christmas. <laughs> but I didn't. I, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I bought mm. two extension cords. Because I thought I might need to for some damn reason, but <laughs> for this reason right here, Lord have it, that was the reason. So I could got <laughs> to throw away my brand new extension cord and use my second extension cord, and all is well with the Christmas lights. So it was just replace the extension cord. You didn't have to do anything with uh, like rehanging any of the lights, any sections of the lights. No, um, that's, that's nice. Well, I had to climb back up. Uh, she ripped. Uh, I had to redo the extension cord, and the extension cord ran all the way up to the roof, mm -hmm. which I couldn't reach from the ground. And I actually borrowed my brother's ladder to get on the roof because I don't have my own because I'm a freaking loser. Uh, so I had to stand on. I stood on top of a Yeti cooler and a five gallon bucket to climb up on my roof. But then I jumped up on my <laughs> roof to, to to plug in the new cord, and I about I about ate shit doing that. <laughs> Like the first attempt when I climbed onto the Yeti and onto the bucket, I about fell down. Like everything yeah. collapsed. And the second attempt, I climbed up, but I had to be extra careful, extra center, extra centered. And yeah, I made it through. I made it up and down with the most sketchiest homemade ladder. I should have pulled my truck up into my yard, quite honestly, but I was just trying yeah. to be as fast as possible. But. Yeah, that was my that's my Christmas light story. Yikes. <laughs> so they're up, they're up and working again, right? They're up and they look good, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And uh good. Yeah, now I ran my extension cord out of my garage and and uh I have a a man door on the side of my garage. I had to uh run it out the top of the door mm -hmm. to the roof so it never touches the ground. Mm -hmm. And slammed my extension cord into my door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> it works. Ah, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. It's all I, well, oh, I also have in um in light of, you know, we have these Henry stories. Mm -hmm. I have a Sylvie story. The Sylvie sizer is back. Okay. Okay. She's never left, but I've just kind of not shared many stories. My three year old, my three year old mm -hmm. middle child menace. Uh she's very potty trained. Mm -hmm. Like she's potty trained. She's been wearing undies for a while. Mm -hmm. No accidents. Well, this week, oh, this is actually this coincides with the Christmas light story. While I was hanging the Christmas lights, Sylvie had an accident mm -hmm. in the closet. Okay. She pooped on the carpet of the girls' closet. Mm -hmm. And right at this when this happened, I was happened to be finishing. The Christmas lights, and I wanted to show Jess, you know, how good they looked. 
And that's when Jess came outside to look at my work. Sure. This is when Sylvie, the exact moment that Sylvie crapped on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so while Jess was outside looking at my work, Sylvie decided she wanted to be a good girl and help clean up the crap that she just had crapped <laughs> hey, on the floor. She's, she's trying, man. So I'm still, yeah, me and Ma, me and Jess are outside and Sylvie, our, our, her bedroom is downstairs. She runs up to the kitchen. What does she grab? Dawn <laughs> dish soap. Yeah. The, the best cleaning product of all. You can't it's go wrong solid, with Dawn. Solid choice. Yeah. Yeah. It cleans everything. She runs downstairs, squirts out half of the bottle of Dawn dish soap on her, on her crap. <laughs> so now we have a pile of crap. And a pile, <laughs> half a bottle of Dawn dish, and soap. half a bottle of Dawn dish soap on the carpet. And like any good girl would do, she also brought with her paper towels. There you go. Spreads that Dawn dish soap <laughs> all over the whole closet. And floor. number two, all over the carpet. <laughs> oh man! Come back inside. Inside, this is right when I found out I have a strand of lights out <laughs> on my fresh work. But Sylvie showed us that she'd had an accident and she needs some help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, That's, it's bad. Yeah, it's still. It's honestly, we've been running so much, we cleaned up the worst of it. But right now, it's like the all the crap and the brown. It's cleaned up, but there's still like the the the, the dawn was blue. There's still yeah. like a blue tint to the carpet because mm -hmm. there's so much dish soap, <laughs> so much dish soap that I need to go down there with my five gallon bucket, which is and also my ladder, and replace the it, carpet. <laughs> no, I'm, my plan is to just like go down there and just I gotta. I mean, dawn dish soap is potent, man. Like I gotta like dilute. With water, I'm gonna shop vac, mm. like dump water, shop vac. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole process, and it's gonna take hours. Got... Yeah, it's gonna be a project. It's, yeah, probably an hour. I haven't got around to it. So, got a pod, got a podcast to do. That's got a lot of dumping see. and sucking, you know. Dump and suck. Yeah, <laughs> lots of dumping, lots of sucking. All right, you got any Patriots this week? <laughs> yeah, I got a Patriot this week. Uh, my Patriot is uh, Shaq Leonard. He is uh, formerly Colts linebacker, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he's played with them for the last six years. He was a uh, you know defensive rookie of the year. He's been all pro, um, you know, really solid player. But the last couple of years, he's been battling injuries. Hasn't quite been himself. Um, so unfortunately, the Colts cut him this week on Tuesday. Um, so he's now a free agent. He's cleared waivers. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Sure, sure. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll find a, a landing spot. Uh, we just don't know where that is yet, but um, he was planned to go, uh, you know, host the Thanksgiving dinner giveaway uh, in downtown Indianapolis oh, wow. on the day that he got this news. Um, if that's me, I'm saying, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm not doing that. Like you just cut me. You fired me. Um, 
but he's a bigger man than I. Uh, and he was there leading the, you know, front and center leading the event, uh, with, you know, most of the Colts defense, uh, his former teammates, you know, handing out, uh, meals to, uh, you know, needy families and, uh, you know, just a really cool event, uh, that he stepped up and even though he had just been fired and I'm sure he had some, some bitter feelings toward the, the organization and the city itself, he, he, uh, you know, is still wanting to be a leader in that community. So good on him. Yeah. That's a, it's a good move. Yeah. Like you said, much better man than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many would, uh, would, uh, argue that. Point. <laughs> See, I would have flipped, I would have flipped him the double birds, but <laughs> <laughs> the best way to handle that situation is a nasty, social media post <laughs> right <laughs> the internet will never come back to haunt you ever uh my patriot of the week i, I kind of got two i was having a having a tough time not telling this story and i didn't mm-hmm. know where to put it in where it fit in is this patriot of the week worthy is it not but i'm gonna go ahead and give it to him my dad and I worked together all day. Uh, me and him have been two-man wrecking crew the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd finally ended a long day of clearing uh, some land. And uh, on our way home, driving down Route 40, which is, you know, pretty busy road, mm-hmm. especially on our end of it. And uh, we see an Amazon truck has turned into a driveway. It looks like they either cut it too short or they backed in off the end of the driveway. There's a there's a culvert, Route 40 driveway with a culvert in it into a hill. Well, he's backed off of the road uh, right over the culvert, and his bumper has bottomed out. He's got his wheels in the air. He's just bottomed out, stuck. Uh, Yikes! Yeah, I kind of pointed out we're driving by. I'm like, hey, yeah, he looks like he's hung up. <laughs> and the guy, I see the guy, he's standing outside of the truck, like with his hands on his head, like it, it just <laughs> happened. Like, yeah. oh no, like I, the I'm fired. Yeah, look, you know they're they're yeah. in a really uh, production based, you know, yes. UPS drivers, FedEx driver, all those. Like, there's no room to be backing off driveways. Nope getting a tow bill you're losing hours people's packages are going to be late all this mm-hmm. um so dad you know the guy that he is and i've seen him do this my whole life instantly stops you know pulls over backs up you know asks the guy you know hey what's going on and we kind of try to see if we can get him out and man i'm looking at it he's like you know we got anywhere to put him in the front no there's no tow hooks the bumper's real low. Like if we pull on the front of this van, the front bem- bumper's getting bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look to see if we can pull him backwards. There's no tow hooks. There's nowhere to hook up. <laughs> it's almost seemingly like anywhere we hook, the the chain is gonna come up and bend some bend some yeah. shit. Sure. I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm crawling. I'm looking, and I'm like, Dad, man, I don't think we can. I don't think we can help this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad's like, yeah, we can. They tell him to cut his wheel all the way to the right, and he's like, "Hook up right here." 
And uh, he's like, you know, it's not going to bend that bumper because we, we had to hook clear under the bumper, clear up, you know, where the axle is. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he's, I'm like, I think it's going to bend that bend that bumper, you know, all that pressure and all that way of that van. He's like, no, it won't, no, it won't. I'm like, all right, wait, I think it will. <laughs> I don't think we should do this. <laughs> like I said, th- we need to get some pressure like off this bumper. We can't just pull it up and bend that bumper. And then, you know, Amazon's going to be on our ass. <laughs> and uh, the guys, and then I'm like, I'm like, do you have any more chains? Like, let's, let's just lessen this angle. Like if we can pull mm-hmm. and, you know, thinking about the angle of pulling, like if we can get farther away from the van, more yeah. length, that will lessen the angle and we can uh, get this guy out. Like that, that will work. Yeah. So yeah, we find uh, we had a chain, a cable, and a ratchet strap to get the <laughs> length needed to get this guy out without f- screwing his truck up. Yeah, We do that. We get it done. It's all because Mark stubbornly wanted to get it done. Uh, we got the guy out. Yeah, He had to he saved his job. He was so thankful. Uh, he, he even tried to give us money. Yeah. He was almost in tears that two random big ass hillbillies in Zanesville, Ohio (laughs) helped him get his truck out and help save his job. So that was all on Mark. You know, I've seen him do that my whole life. Mm -hmm. Quite an inspirational guy. He's always willing to help do his best to help. Even when most, you know, wouldn't, it's easy to just drive on by. Right. Oh yeah. When you see somebody, you know, you you know, oh, he works for Amazon. Like, you know, he, he, who's, who needs help less than Amazon? Like (laughs) Amazon does not need help. All the resources. (laughs) They should have somebody following that driver around with all the resources that they have. (laughs) But it wasn't about, it was about the human Mm -hmm. in the truck. And let me tell you, dude, that guy was the most thankful guy, uh, not that it matters, uh, but this was a black dude with teardrops down his tattoos mm-hmm. on his face. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of brings it all together. Like what that guy probably thinking just as much as us, we, we see the news, all the stereotypes, you know, they try to pit black versus white criminal versus good. Everybody's yeah. good and bad. Well, at some point, just being a good human yeah. is what needs to happen. And that was just kind of a a great example of that. I, I bet I'm sure he thought that was the last thing that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a really cool story, man. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, I've seen your dad do things like that and heard stories of it over the years as well. And, um, you know, he, he is a, your dad is an awesome guy with a really big heart. Uh, you know, he's always, uh, He's always been there to, you know, lend a helping hand as long as yeah. I've known him. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a, a good guy. Still to this day, I'm a full grown man, and he's the type. He makes me stop and think when I see people in, you know, situations where they need help. Like, can I help this person? Like, right. will it be inconvenient to me? Yes, but can I help them? Mm-hmm. Also, yes. Should then, <laughs> yes, do it. Mm-hmm. so that's the message from that one yeah the other patriot of the week i have maybe not quite as heartfelt but 
My other Patriot of the Week is a Nebraska man coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Husker Nation. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ben Welch and his 1994 Chevrolet Suburban. Uh, Ben and his SUV have hit a milestone this week. He has racked up a million miles on his Suburban and Chevrolet documented this week, you know, the epic, monumentous achievement that Ben and his 1994 Suburban have achieved and hitting the 1 million mile mark. That that was amazing. That is insane. That is a testament to the little things that make America so good. Meticulous maintenance and taking care of things. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to give him a shout out. He he bought a vehicle and kept it going for a million miles. He took care of it. Yep. Had, he took had care been, of it. Had to have taken very good care of it. Shout out, Patriot yeah, of the Week. A million he miles. That's that's crazy. He replaced the driver's seat three times. Uh, I think he had to do one. <laughs> It it remains its a its original engine block and transmission remain. Wow. Uh, he had to uh, do a little bit of engine work, but really, I mean, I think his uh, maintenance in the end paid off. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, you're up now. I'm up for what. Real talk. <laughs> it's real talk. It's real talk. <laughs> You're up. I thought you had the real talk this week. <laughs> well, you're the one who has the monkey on their back. <laughs> Michigan is your monkey. We're, for real talk this week, we're talking about the monkey on the back. You got something going on. You got problems that won't go away. You got a tiger by the tail. You got an elephant in the room. You can't get rid of it. How do you get rid of the monkey on the back, Jake? It's a big problem. Everybody can see it. Yeah. It's a damn monkey. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. It's plain to see. What are you going to do? Do you yeah, want to know what to do? You seem lost. <laughs> You're lost. I don't think the Michigan thing is a good example of a monkey on your back that isn't just going to go away. Because I think they're just going to go away. That I hate to tell you, that is the exact opposite of how you should think. That monkey is not going away. <laughs> it's there's 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 no monkey that just goes away. That monkey's going to go away. <laughs> that monkey, it's not. It's the NCAA, not. the NCAA is going to put that monkey in jail. <laughs> okay. I don't think they will. 
I yeah, think the I only way to fix this definitely that monkey is gonna we're gonna talk about how to get this monkey off your back. And I'm not just talking about the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, I think there's uh, a larger lesson to, to learn here than than uh <laughs> Michigan football, but yeah. What's the first step to getting the monkey off your back? The first thing I could think of to get the monkey off your back is to accept it. You got to accept that this monkey is a damn problem. You got to accept the reality of the situation. Accept that you have failed. That's not always easy to do. That's the first step. Not easy. To getting out of a rut, a string of bad choices. Uh, you know, you're you're in a downward spot. You're losing. Your morale's going to everything's going wrong. And we're gonna make it stop. First thing to do is accept, you know, accept it, accept reality. And it's easy to not accept reality. You gotta accept that you were wrong. You gotta accept. That it did not work and that it's your fault. Okay. It's easy to try to dodge the reality of the situation that what you're doing is not working. It's easy to try to blame environmental circumstances. It's so easy to pass the buck, but that's not what happened. That's not what winners do. You don't blame away the monkey on your back. So the first thing you got to do is accept there's a fault in your system. You have failed. You allowed for an error. That's what happened. Okay. The second thing you need to do. You need to reevaluate your goals. Reevaluate your why. Is your heart still with your why? Is it the right why? Why are you not trying hard enough? Do you need to change your why? Is that is is it the wrong why? Is that why you're not succeeding? Is your heart not in this? It's a it's a heavy that's the heaviest part after you accept that you failed. Then you need to reevaluate your why and your goals. And then if you're going to dig in, that is number 3. When you decide your goal again, that's when you get to move on and then you get to learn from your failures. Okay? And then you're going to refocus if your why is still good, you're going to refocus and you're going to learn from your mistakes. You're going to learn why you failed. You're going to refocus and uh, then you're going to focus on the real things that you can do now that are actually going to make a difference and get you to the goal. I don't know what that means for the Buckeyes, <laughs> <laughs> but really... Every little goal you have, you can run to those three steps. At some point, you have to. 
you have to do you have to pick a day where you decide is this going good or is it not and then you have to you have to evaluate the situation and and it's not no one wants to do that that's reality it's you got you have your goals and you try that's the first thing and then what happens is what you're left with and you have to take a second to see is this working um and go through these steps fourth thing or did i even get to the fourth thing oh yeah it's kind of the third to the fourth you got to identify the small things you can do to put you back on the right path like i said accepting reality the reality that you failed that could put you in a dark place um and then when you're trying to refocus and restart and dig in dig in that takes some that takes some stones which we if you're a true patriot if you're listening to this show i know you have you have great goals and they're coming from a good place and they're worth doing when you dig in you got to start doing the actions and they don't have to be big start small but gosh darn it start immediately because you can't waller in the doing nothing you have to take action. You have to start doing the right things, no matter how small they are. I don't care how far you've been knocked down, what how bad of a place you're in. You got to start doing the right things because a little bit of the right things mean a lot. And a little bit of the bad things mean a lot, too. You got to stop doing the bad things. A little bit of poison is a lot of poison over time. And a little bit of good things ends up being a lot of good things. You just got to get it. You got to get things going right again. Identify what you've done wrong and start doing the small things again. I don't care how small those small things are. I don't care if you just need to start taking a shower every day again. If, you're, if your hygiene is lacking. Because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So... Get it going right, because it all adds up, and it all matters. Get that workout in. Work out today. Don't drink today. Do it again. Make your bed. Check your emails. Do that thing you said you were going to do. Do not lie to yourself, because every time you lie to yourself, every time you say you're going to do something, and you don't do it, you're eroding your own self-worth. Okay? You cannot allow... You have to think highly of yourself to do good things. And every time you lie to yourself, you're hurting everybody around you. You gotta do what you say you're gonna do. And that, and that it starts there. It starts with them small little things that it, that you know you can trust yourself and others will be able to trust you. So I, I, that's really the most important thing I can say here is keep those promises that you've made to yourself. If you said you were going to get up at 4 a.m. today and get get a bunch of orders packaged and ship them, then by God, and, and when the time comes and you 
decide to hit snooze and the bed's feeling extra comfy and you just want to sleep in and do the bare minimum just to get to your job, maybe that's not enough. You know, it's not enough. If you said you were going to do it, do it. It's the only way I can get the monkey off my back. I don't know how many steps that was, but <laughs> I think it was I like five. I think we ended at four. I counted, but yeah, I think I think five is repeat, right? Um, where you, you know you say you take the small action, uh, do the do the small thing right, um, and keep doing it right, and do each little thing, keep doing all of those things right, take the small victories, and eventually uh, you've turned it around, right? So five yeah. is repeat. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's do the it, small things. It, yeah, like the you hardest said, do, part do of the gym today, workout today, but then do it again tomorrow, right? It, right. it. Otherwise, today's workout was a waste. I think it. I think really, what it comes down to, the most important part of it is, you got to recognize a monkey's there, mm. because you can go if for so long. In the wrong direction. But I'm not even going to say wrong direction. You have the right intentions. You're trying to achieve a goal. But at what point do you stop and evaluate? You, you got to identify that you have a monkey. There is an elephant in the room. There's all these animals around. <laughs> and you got to recognize reality. At some point. I'm not saying every day, but at some point you got to evaluate what you're doing. Is it working? I think that's the hardest part of anything. Mm -hmm. You really, because you got to take stock of your goals. Is what I'm doing achieving those goals? Um, the other thing I didn't say is this kind of uh, reminds me of the Ohio State Michigan thing. Uh, physical. Reminders of your failures. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like those. Mm -hmm. I keep think it, there was keep a, it fresh in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, what did I? What am I doing mm -hmm. wrong? Uh, I think I was watching the Ohio State Michigan rivalry documentary. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been Woody Hayes mm -hmm. when one one year Ohio State got waxed by Michigan. It was like fifty six mm -hmm. to. 24 or something mm -hmm. well woody made a had a custom made rug made <laughs> that he put in a hot mm -hmm. in the ohio state locker room and every time they walked out of the locker room onto their practice field they had to walk over a rug that said 56 to 24 because mm -hmm. that's how pissed he was yeah that they lost that they lost that bad to michigan the year before and every mm -hmm. time they walked out to that practice field they had to walk over that rug and look at it to be reminded of what doing the wrong things get you. Yep. I thought that was a powerful message. Yeah, there's a similar story um, when uh, Ohio State lost in the uh, I think it was 2006 National Championship game. They lost to Florida, um, and they got waxed in that game. That was uh, Urban Meyer's Florida team. Um I think it was 41-14 was the final. And uh, for the entire next year, Trestle changed the uh, door code, the numbers that you punch in on the keypad to unlock the door to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center to 41-14. Uh, 
<laughs> for an entire year. So every day when they show up for practice, every day when they show up for film, they have to type in the score of the last game of their last season that cost them a national championship. So yeah, I love stuff I mean, like that. Things like that is a, it's a great motivator. Keep it right there. Fresh in your mind. Cause time, yeah. you know, time will heal everything, right? If you let it. Yeah. But you, you have to have something driving you to do better. Even if it's something as little as that, just a little reminder of what happens when you fall off, what happens? Maybe you can put a little post-it note on your desk or on the corner of your mirror that's going to remind you of what happens. Everyone's been in a low place. What 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 brought you to that place? You know, maybe just a little reminder somewhere that you have to look at daily. You know, it, it's really powerful. Trestle was a great coach. Uh, Woody Hayes was a great coach. I mean, I'm sure there's many coaches and people who have, who have achieved great things that have done something similar. Oh, yeah. A physical reminder of what happens when you fall off the path. All right. Whew. Anything else on that? I, no, I, think I think it's you, uh, Yeah, I think you covered that really well. I think it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Brush your damn teeth. <laughs> yeah. Shave your damn face. Jake. I need to. Uh, <laughs> At least trim it up a little bit. Honestly, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You can have a beard, but I think, pro- honestly, I think a lot of, uh, a lot starts with your personal hygiene. Mm-hmm. I'm serious about that. Like, if you allow your personal hygiene, that's the, the the bare minimum thing. But are you keeping your your beard and your hair like? Are you well groomed and clean? Like if you if you're whoa, not, whoa, 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 whoa. we're talking about we're talking about keeping your hair well groomed. <laughs> I have not had a haircut <laughs> since June. Yeah, you that's could, what I'm saying. <laughs> but it is well groomed. Okay, maybe with the hat, on, with the hat on, with the hat on. As long as I cover it up, it looks okay. <laughs> That's why I don't have a beard right now because I can't have long hair and a big long beard. It's, yeah. it's all too much. At least I'm shaving my face daily. Yeah, and then I can dog on all the guys that have a beard. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Mustache is the way to go. Anyways, let, let's move on. Let's get out of this. <laughs> okay. Well, we can't move on completely from the monkey talk. Um, this is the monkey episode. This is the monkey episode. So for Patriot Picks, um, before we get into this week's, I want to talk about last week's because we ran oh, a poll. Yeah? We ran a poll. You finally made a poll. <laughs> and how did that go for you? Uh I think I lost about 70-30. Yeah. Um, and they're all added up. See, I have like... You I posted, You were struggling. You were struggling to to cope with that well, when you saw those initial th- results. What I decided is... All right, so you won. Yes. Is that what you want me to say? Yes. 
because you okay. were very confident in your last in the last episode. You were very confident in your picks. I told you. I well, can win. I say something? Yeah. You remind me of Jim Harbaugh. You're a cheetah. How? You already know how. I already told you how. You cho- you chose you had four picks. I did not. And we were only supposed to pick three. And in the moment, in a moment of weakness, in the middle of the fire and fury, I let my guard down and let you have two food items in one pick. You no. picked you picked Absolutely not. mashed potatoes and gravy. Right. Because they go together. I also picked macaroni and cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but mashed potatoes is a dish on its own. Gravy is not. No, it it, <laughs> it, it, it then it, you should ha- then you should have taken gravy as a standalone pick. I could have done. And I would have given you gravy to put on your turkey. No I problem. think so. You had what was your number one? Mac and cheese. You had mac and cheese number one, and mashed potatoes, you had mashed gravy. potatoes, and gravy. Yes, pumpkin pie. Now I think if you and I had turkey, cranberry sauce, and dressing. Yes, I think if you if I take your gravy, which is a fourth pick, and move it over to my dish, I win. Uh, uh that's still debatable, but you didn't do it. Had you taken gr- gravy instead but of cranberry, maybe, maybe but because give what you a I shot. like what I like to do is put shoulda woulda coulda. I do yeah. dressing with the turkey on top, with the cranberry sauce on top, and I do like a little gravy. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, you well, cheated. You're a cheetah. But anyways, yeah. I can accept that. I will move on. What do we got for this week for the Patriot picks? This week we're talking famous monkeys. Uh, you know, we just did our monkey off the back. Um, so this week we're going to talk about famous monkeys. The monkey episode continues. This is the monkey episode. Okay. <laughs> we got the Zen can. Top or bottom? Top. So that would be the Zen side. Inside, I want to flip, catch, and flip over. Oh, I'll accept that one only because I won. <laughs> you won <laughs> for the first time, maybe ever. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. Yeah, this is gonna be tough. Yep, I'm not gonna lie, I only have I think three picks in my notes, so you better hope I, I don't take one. I'm absolutely screwed. I'm absolutely <laughs> screwed. All right. Um, my first pick uh, is Donkey Kong. Great character. Okay. <laughs> awesome uh, video game character. Classic. Um, yeah. Love him. Love me some Donkey Kong. That is a solid pick, I have to say. But there is no monkey greater than this one. Not even Donkey Kong. No one can touch this primate. And that is King Kong. 
I had King Kong on my list. Yeah, he's a he's a solid pick. Um, but and he he's the king of all primates. Yeah. Well. Okay. Solid pick. Okay. What's oh, I'm up pick? again. I'm up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not used to this. <laughs> okay. Man, this is tough. Woo. Wow. Well, like I said, I only have three, but I'm sitting here trying to think of another one real quick. Did you have Donkey but, Kong on your list? No, Donkey Kong wasn't okay. on my list. I'm going to take our sweet Prince Harambe, the silverback gorilla that was unfortunately murdered at the, was it the Cincinnati Zoo? Cincinnati I'm Zoo. I'm not even so positive. But yeah. everyone knows Harambe. He is the sweet prince of our generation. Gone too soon. RIP. A great primate. Yes. Um, okay. My second pick is. I wasn't uh, done. For anybody who doesn't know Harambe's story, a, a little kid jumped into the gorilla tank in the Cincinnati Zoo and they shot Harambe dead. Sweet prince. RIP. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, like, what, 2016? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my second pick is Rafiki, um, who you probably know as the monkey from The Lion King. Uh, he was kind of the wise old uh, baboon down there that, uh, you know, was kind of the, like the shaman on the, on the, at Pride Rock, right? He, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's like a wise, the wise old the man. Wise old man. Yeah. Always helping out the lions. Help Simba find his way back. Except that I'm not gonna lie, that was my other primate on the list. <laughs> uh, solid pick. Uh, Rafiki is definitely a legend. Um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling on the fly. I'm in trouble. Well, um, I could pull this out. I got. I got one more. Um, oh, you're up. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought I was up. <laughs> um, I'm in trouble. My last one is going to be uh, Kala from Tarzan. She's the mom on Tarzan oh. uh, that, that finds baby Tarzan after he had been attacked by a jaguar, um, fights off, off the jaguar, saves him, raises him as her own, uh, you know. Clearly, uh, a great motherly figure there. I'm I'm surprised here that you didn't pick Tarzan's best friend, Turk. Yeah, uh, that's because Turk sucks, and the mom is the real hero of that story. Okay, controversial pick. Um, I think I've made my decision on the fly. I'm gonna have to go with Planet of the Apes, Caesar. Okay. Caesar is Caesar is king. He's all about the primates. He's the, one of the smartest, most bestest, most DNA enhanced primate of all. Led a led a group of warrior apes against the humans to kind of uh, a secure secure ape liberty. Uh, you can't, dude. He's you cannot kind of a go dick. wrong. You cannot go wrong with Caesar from Planet of the Apes, the leader of the primates. Apes, yeah. apes together stronger. Okay, so just to recap, your picks are like forming a war 
against the human race with King Kong (laughs) (laughs) and with Caesar. Mine are trying to live together lovingly and have a good time, right? No, my apes would kick (laughs) your apes' ass. Maybe. And and, and let it be that, well, I have two silverbacks, gorillas, and one chimpanzee. (laughs) (laughs) You have... What do you have here? You have Donkey Kong. I got a, I got a gorilla, a baboon, and whatever the hell Donkey Kong is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a brown gorilla that doesn't really. He's a literally a. You have a cartoon character, <laughs> but <laughs> you have two cartoon characters. That's fine. Not real age. I have I have three cartoon characters. <laughs> oh yeah, you have. <laughs> Yeah, you have cartoon characters. I but have real all great monkeys. King Kong is real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Side note here: the first movie I ever remember crying during. This is like a staple of my childhood. King Kong. When King Kong fell from the Empire State Building. <laughs> Little Craig <laughs> was crying. And that yeah. was the first time I can remember feeling this wet sadness <laughs> streaming from my face while watching a movie. You're like, why couldn't he finish his quest for domination? Why can't he <laughs> why can't he No, because he like no, it was so sad because like he like loved Jane. Like yeah. that was his that was his motivation, nothing else. Yeah. She kind of like let him down there and he died. Yeah. And, uh, dude, Planet of the Apes got me, too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I resonate with monkeys. <laughs> I guess. Crazy I literally always think, for the monkeys. I literally, I literally swear the Luberg Inc. motto is apes together stronger. That's, that <laughs> describes, that describes the Luberg family better than any quote. Yeah. <laughs> We are all a bunch of gorillas <laughs> doing the same thing, fighting yeah. with each other, but <laughs> pressing on, and we're really strong together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if it's, I guess. <laughs> I win. I win. All right, we'll, you gotta, s- we'll see. We'll put it to a vote. Make the graphic. Yeah. All right. Current events. What you got this week? Uh, I had one thing that crossed my mind that okay. that, that got me going. Okay, it's probably just clickbait, so I didn't really dive in it and get. I was pretty busy this week, but mm-hmm. did you see the bill where they're trying to make every car by like twenty thirty three have a kill switch? That seems like clickbait. <laughs> It it seems like a federal thing. I I probably put a shit. I probably put a shit. Put should have put. I probably put a put a put them in the book in the put in the show notes. <laughs> but we can maybe talk about that more next week. All right, that's it for current events. Okay. What the crap? That, that's what the crap. <laughs>
That actually, that would be a good what the crap if you had the details on it. <laughs> you got us on what the crap. Oh uh, yeah. All right, my first or my what the crap. I only have one this week. Um, is <laughs> a St. Louis man um, who has been arrested. Um, the police were called to a uh, building that used to be a seafood restaurant, um, but it has since closed down. Oh and wow. It's now being used as a storage building. That just sounds disgusting. It does, doesn't it? Um, yes. So, <laughs> so that sets the scene uh, for uh, this event. Uh, the police show up and they see a car parked outside uh, with boxes stacked up, you know, in the back alley uh, right outside the door. Boxes stacked up. Um, and they go inside because they hear somebody moving around in there. And they find a man named Rataka Marshall. Uh, and he is loading his shopping cart. He's pushing a shopping cart around inside. And he's loading up boxes into the shopping cart, uh, presumably to take them out and put them with the rest of the boxes that he intends to put in his car. So the police roll up. He's got boxes outside by the car. He's got boxes in a shopping cart that he's pushing around this former seafood restaurant that's now a storage area what do you think is in these boxes what is this man trying to steal he's trying to he so he's definitely not the rightful owner uh yes it, it is clear to the police he's, a, he's, he's doing this thief. in the middle of the night right he's yeah he's not the rightful owner okay i think he's stealing a bunch of boxes mm-hmm what was this place for me? You said a seafood. It used to be a seafood restaurant, but it's oh, since okay. been sold off, and now it's being used I, as a. Store. I would say he's he's stealing the uh, plates and silverware. That's a very good guess. Um, he's actually stealing air fresheners, <laughs> and the boxes that he had were uh, worth a total of $1,200 worth of air fresheners. Yeah, that's not, that's a, not a, not a life-changing amount. Let's just say that. Well, it probably is for him if he's stealing air fresheners, <laughs> but who the, hell, who, the hell, who the hell is buying $1,200 worth of stolen air fresheners? Facebook marketplace, man. <laughs> he's buying air fresheners. Apparently he's, Restaurant owners. That's who. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's that like crazy. A, he's just a crackhead. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised at what business people buy. Twelve hundred dollars uh, <laughs> stolen air fresheners. Yeah, I mean that was just what he was after first first of all. Second of all, plates and silverware. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um. My what the crap? You know, this is the monkey episode. Yes, this is. So I thought I would find a weird what the crap about monkeys, and what I did find. Viewer discretion is advised. This is kind of disturbing. Uh, I got this article off cbsnews.com, and the, at the top of the article it says, "Warning: This." Report includes graphic details of abuse, 
that some readers may find disturbing. Let me tell you it is. And what CBS News, this was an investigation that had been exposed by the BBC World Service. So journalists doing their job, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, that's pretty noble. Um, is The BBC World Service has uncovered a global ring accused of producing and spreading videos of monkeys being tortured and killed uh, at least 20 people in the United States and two people in Indonesia are under investigation and have been indicted, uh, including an organ man. Uh, the investigation found hundreds of consumers of this content in the U.S. and other nations. Uh, they joined in on Facebook, or well, it doesn't say Facebook, it says social media groups which the only social media that I know that has groups is Facebook, but mm -hmm. don't, don't hold me to that, Zuck. <laughs> uh, social media groups used to share and distribute disturbing content. Uh, people were paying to see the torture of long-tailed macaques, uh, even using social media currency to request specific forms of abuse to the animals this it's is like only, it's like only fans for um abuse for, si for sadistic shit back yes mm. uh it's it's i'm i'm concerned i'm i'm sorry i'm doing this i don't know why i'm reading this but i'm reading this uh from the attorney's office for the district of oregon david christopher noble aged 48 was arrested on june June 13th. So I'm a little behind here, but you know, I don't really Google weird monkey news very often. Uh, this is, you know, I'm doing the, I'm doing the legwork for you. I'm bringing this to light. Um, <laughs> uh, he was charged knowingly conspired with others to view, encourage and fund animal crush videos, uh, as part of an online group using an encrypted, chat application so that kind of explains how they got by i guess the built-in features to kind of find and screen these things out um it said as a group admin noble paid for the creation and celebrated videos depicting torture sexual and sadistic mutilation and murder of adult and juvenile monkeys noble further managed the group's membership and repeatedly changed the group's name to evade detection by law enforcement. This dude is messed up. Three other people are suspected of involvement in the ring. Uh, U.S. Nationals Mike McCartney, known online as, in quotes, the Torture King. Stacy Story, a grandmother in her 40s from Alabama, from Alabama, known online as Sadistic. Sadistic? Uh, a man whose real name is being withheld by the BBC. Which why is this guy getting special treatment? He's could be a minor. Mr. His name is Mister Ape. Yeah, maybe minor. He ran one of the biggest torture groups from his. Oh, it is a minor from his mother's home in Florida. I mean, this is just messed up. I just hate reading this. This is the monkey episode, and I'm here to bring you the weird monkey news that no one wants I, to talk about. I will say, this does 
um, make your pick of Caesar from Planet of the Apes uh, much more understandable, right? Thank you. Thank it you. makes him a more sympathetic character. Let's see. McCartney, uh, a former member, this is one of the accused, well, uh, assume, presumably he's, they're all guilty as fuck. Like, you know, they're in this article. Like, <laughs> what gets brought to light without proof here? McCartney, a former member of a motorcycle gang, served time in prison, told the BBC that he decided after becoming involved in distributing the videos that he wanted to help take down the ring to do the right thing. But he accepted his persecution, adding that I profited, I profited, that's my mistake. And they have a picture of McCarty here. Of course, he is standing behind a rebel flag and a Donald Trump flag. <laughs> and that is the picture they chose. <laughs> <laughs> Of yeah. Mike McCartney, which is a common name. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has a Caterpillar heavy equipment. <laughs> Producer of the United States t-shirt on. <laughs> of course. Uh, yep. The monkey torture community appears to have evolved on YouTube before it spread to the dark web. There are close to 400 people in one group known as Apes Cage, many of them from the U.S., while others were from the U.K. and Australia. This is just a big, giant, what the crap. And I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry for that. Yep, thanks, Craig. That was uh, very enlightening. <laughs> I'm sorry. The monkey episode. <laughs> that is maybe the end of our monkey business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's messed up. Did I yeah. read the part where they said they put a baby macaque in the blender? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Right. I read it, or, or that's new. No, he didn't. No, oh, yes, I was like reading the. I was skimming through the article and like trying to delete things as my mind <laughs> from my mind as I read it. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your uplifting story, there, Craig. <laughs> it's just I had to level out that Patriot of the week. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, you ready for Bible verse? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah you. I usually <laughs> do that to you. Mm -hmm. It's time for well, sports. I don't, I don't have anything to talk about this week. All right, then. Nah. <laughs> hey, seriously, it's time to ask the hard questions. Okay, ask away. Do you think? Michigan cheated in that game. Um, I think they, I think they tried to. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't really say how successful they were. Let, but, let me rephrase. But I think they did. Yeah. Did the refs cheat? Uh, the refs were awful, but they were awful both ways. So and you, a game like that, you can't leave it to the refs. But the refs were fucking awful. They were terrible. Uh, what I'm trying to get to is, do you think that Michigan catch? That they called a touchdown was a touchdown. No, it was not a touchdown. It was an interception. 
I don't know if it was interception. I think it was an incomplete pass. It, it couldn't. It couldn't be anything other than because it never hit the ground. I guess that's true. So I mean the the Michigan player was bobbling it um, as they went into the goal line. The Ohio State player took it out of his hands as they went to the ground, and the Ohio State player comes up with the ball. So, I mean, maybe you could say that they had simultaneous uh, possession, which then, you know, Ty goes to the receiver in that case. Um, I, I, that's the uh, only I argument know. that I could make for a, for a touchdown. You know, I, I see why they left it there because it was, it was such a bang-bang play, and, uh, you know, they – they left the ruling on the field stands, right? Um, yeah. But but I don't. I didn't see him having control of the ball. You could make the argument that they had. Uh, they both had possession. They were fighting over it as it crossed the goal line. Um, you know, in that case, a tie would go to the wide receiver. That's really the only argument I could make for it. Um, but it did not look like a touchdown to me. My opinion. Okay. So is the loss. Ryan Day's fault or Kyle McCord's fault or the ref's fault? Um, so I've kind of been kicking this around for the last, uh, I don't know, 24 hours or so. <laughs> I go back. Uh, at the end of the day, it's got to go to Ryan Day, right? Because it's his team. Um, and he's he is responsible for everything that happens in his locker room. Um, I guess. I don't think it's Kyle McCord's fault, although Kyle McCord wasn't great. Um, you know, you never want to spot your opponent seven points, and he did that in the first half. Uh, he did exactly that in the first half. <laughs> um, you know, the, and, uh... the defense has been stellar all year, and they have been uh, they have been covering for Kyle's mistakes all year long. Uh, yeah, um, the defense is really good. That's that's what's tough about this. The defense did not have a good day on Saturday. Um, they had a they had a good first half, um, but they could not get off the field in the second half. And at the end of the day, your job is to get off the field on third down, on fourth down. You can't let Michigan just continue these long drives. You know they they ran six minutes off the clock before that last drive. Um, and gave up three points. All we needed was the ball back. We had just scored a touchdown. Um, we just needed to get the ball back. We can go down the field, score, win the game, right? They couldn't get the ball uh, back for us without a, with more than a minute left. You know, I think, um, like you said, maybe this does ultimately, ultimately it lands on Ryan Day. Yeah. Uh, but then, if you want to analyze the game itself, I feel like they had a great defense. Mm -hmm. They performed well. They really only gave up. What was the final score? Was it 27 so 30, to 24? I think it was 30 24. Yeah. Uh, something they kicked, like they that. Kicked like, a, they kicked a field goal on the last drive. Uh, they really only gave, gave up, you know, 21 or plus or minus points to a. Great Michigan team. I feel like we just watched the national championship. Possibly. Um, um, but where the Buckeyes fell short, I mean, I felt like it was quarterback play, but I'm not going to blame that on Kyle McCord. Ryan Day had to choose from what he had and what he had ultimately 
lays on Ryan Day's lap. I feel like Ryan Day is a good coach, maybe even a great coach, but I don't think he is a master recruiter. I don't think he's got the charisma that pulls in the top talent of the I, nation. I completely like, disagree. Um, he, I don't he, is, he is an elite recruiter, and he actually recruits a hell of a lot better than Michigan does. Go look at the, go look at the recruiting rankings for the last decade um, since Ryan Day like... got there. He has, it's, it's not a talent problem. Talent is not the issue. I feel like he's lacking talent at the quarterback position. No, that's because not his fault. Because remember, this class was supposed to be um, this was supposed to be Quinn Ewers' team. Quinn Ewers is the quarterback at Texas now. If you remember, Quinn Ewers came in uh, as a freshman. He came to Ohio State and then immediately transferred out because he had to sit behind C.J. Stroud and he didn't want to do that. So it, it is not a it is not a talent thing. It is keeping guys in the in house, right? Um, I don't uh-huh. think he couldn't. He couldn't keep ears there. He couldn't keep him. He couldn't. Ewers, he had, was ne- Ewers was never going to because Ewers was trying to get paid. That's the only reason he came to Ohio State was so he could get paid. And then he left because he wasn't going to play. Uh, who's the Ohio State's backup QB? He wasn't. Uh, he, he wasn't was, very good. It was Devin Brown, um, and he, could, he he was hurt for like. A, por- a portion of the season and his he, number was like he was not 29 33 yeah his number was 33 <laughs> yeah. he couldn't even throw he was like a Taysom uh, hill and that and ryan day had to pick between him and kyle mccord and i don't know whose fault is that i feel like that's ryan day's fault he got he's got a guy that can't can't throw is basically a running back at quarterback his number is literally 33 which that's a bad look. That's not yeah. a quarterback number. <laughs> he didn't play like a quarterback. He didn't look like a quarterback. His yeah. only choice was Kyle McCord. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not but, dogging on. I'm, I'm not saying I'm better. I like but Kyle McCord is a great is, athlete. He's a good quarterback. But, but but Kyle McCord, we didn't lose this game because of Kyle McCord. He's well, he started he started off bad. Right. Where did we lose? We lost because we couldn't get off the field on defense. Listen to these plays, this, you know, second half, Michigan, six plays, 46 yards, uh, three minutes, field goal. Next, uh, we, we get the ball. We go down 12 plays, 75 yards. That was when we, uh, that was when we ran the ball six times in a row or eight times in a row, and they just couldn't stop it. We pounded it right down their throat, right? Tied mm-hmm. the game up. Next next series, Michigan goes seven plays, seventy five yards in three minutes. That was when their offensive lineman broke his leg, and then they score on the very next play. Right? Yeah. Ohio, Ohio State comes out three plays, one yard, fifty eight fifty eight seconds. Punt the ball back to Michigan. Seven plays, forty four yards, four minutes. They couldn't get off. They the the defense couldn't get off the field. They gave up another field goal. Four minute drive gave up a field goal. Offense comes down, yeah. scores a touchdown. Uh, eight plays, 65 yards, three minutes. Michigan gets the ball back with eight minutes on the clock. Uh, it is a three-point game. They go 13 plays in 50, 56 yards, 
in seven minutes and kick a field goal. Yeah, but they ate up I, seven minutes of clock with our defense is supposed to be the best in the country and they could not get off the field. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the defense played great. And I get they what forced you're saying. three punts all day. They forced three punts. I thought they had played zero good, turnovers. But, but no. we're not we're not in but the, that the problem is you had to be great and you weren't. The the, the era we're we're not in a defense wins championships. That's not that that is that's, an old that's saying. What this, that's what this game was. No, that's, that's an what, old that's saying that just doesn't work. The national championships. <laughs> that's what this is, game was. <laughs> no, you have to score. You have to score like thirty points, or you're not going to win a national championship. Even versus the best defense. No way, man. Yeah, I, I. What are the last the last ten freaking national championships like? You're. The people who win, we've the been we've team, been winning games points. That we've we're been not winning in, games all year with our defense alone. Yes, that's true. But it, it, it's the fact we the, didn't have enough offense for the entire for the entire second half. The offense was on the field for like ten minutes of it. Ten of those thirty minutes, Michigan had the ball the rest of the time. I don't know. I'm just saying, could not get off the field. We're not in a like last year national championship. It was 33-18. And then we got oh, this is it's really hard to pull up stats on this, but you gotta be able to score. And and we just didn't we didn't score enough. I, I and it, because you know you, you gotta handicap the defense's performance on that that, that one Kyle McCord uh you know, interception in yeah. the red zone. They did. They did great there. The pro- my problem is when they when that offensive lineman went down, and they gave up a touchdown on the ground on the very next play. Yeah, that all of the momentum Whoa. that we had at that point, the defense just pissed it right down the drain, and they never came back to make another play. Okay. I mean, they, that's so, that's the fact. They just never came back to make another play. Okay. So it's on the defense. No, because the offense couldn't do much either. <laughs> <laughs> I think. But it's not I, I I can't put this one on Kyle McCord, right? Because he made it he made a mistake, but after that mistake, he was very good. Yes, um, he had least, a great game. at least good enough. Um and then we had the um, we had the drive where we could run the ball. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we forgot to do that. And we Ohio couldn't, State we couldn't do that, right? Ohio State was just, is just not built to be a play from behind team. They have a strong rushing attack, and Kyle McCord is a good game manager. Not not so great under intense pressure. Uh, I think it kind of got to him. That that that, the, that the, last interception was only because he only threw that interception because he got hit as he threw it. And yeah, he well. didn't have he did not have time. He didn't have anywhere to go. The left guard blew his block, completely missed his assignment, and Kyle just had to throw the ball away. Because if you take a sack, the game's over, right? Well, he kind of folded in the two most pressure filled moments. The beginning of the game, you feel on really intense pressure, and also at the end of the game, and he kind of shit the bed in both of those moments. I, I, I'm not. I that's disagree. Not really, he he did uh, he did in the he did at the beginning of the game when he threw. You can't the really argue with that. No, that, was, I, I that was on the the third drive of the game. He threw it the interception. That was a very bad play. 
Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, it's just that that put us behind not- and and it put us in a bad spot. The end of the game, he had to do something, <laughs> and he all he I'm didn't saying have time is, to do it. and and he was actually, I mean, he was delivering throws. He was marching down the field. Yeah, they went. I mean, all I'm went, saying they went is, forty-four yards on three plays, <laughs> and then he threw another interception, and he got he got drilled as he threw the ball. <laughs> Basically, games like this, if you don't win the turnover margin, you're you're not going to win. Exactly. And the two the two turnovers fall on his lap. You can you can I, I don't place, necessarily put the last one on him. The first one definitely. Uh, even the first one alone. Did Ohio State have a turnover? Other than that, I, I don't think mm. Michigan screwed up. They, no, because because right? what was the defense That's doing? All. They were just getting their teeth kicked in. <laughs> well, shout out to Michigan and Jay. You got to win the turnover margin, otherwise you, everyone's in a bad place. The, yeah. the off it puts the offense in a bad place and the defense is just the turnover turnovers are uh, really they're, the they're game, yeah. complete game changers if you're gonna win a game without winning the turnover margin you have to be in Very, insanely yeah. insanely dominant insane yeah. you uh, a a good team beats a great team every time if they win the turnover margin right and that and that's what happened. Um. Yeah, I and I I don't know. It's like he. I don't know. I don't know what to say other than that. I'm not going to be a hater. I'm not going <laughs> to hate on Kyle McCord because he is a what 21, 20 year old kid. I don't even know if he's twenty. Yeah. He's a he's a great quarterback. Uh, I just saying he's, uh, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. A great quarterback wins that game because of all of the talent around. C.J. Stroud wins that yes. game. Uh. He wasn't throwing the, uh, you know, I can't say nothing. I'm just a, a guy doing a, a podcast. Like he is <laughs> way better. He yeah. got a way better arm than me. But uh, I, I just feel like at a program like Ohio State, yeah, it's like the best, one of the best young bucks in the nation should be there. I, th- I think. And I think I like if if they run it back, if he's the quarterback next year, um, I think a lot of people are going to be questioning Ryan Day's judgment. Well, I don't know. I, he's the guy there. He'll be better next year, maybe. But he's also he's also a junior, and he's already been in the program for three years. And, and this is Marvin what, this Harrison Junior is going to be gone. Is that is yep? Abuka is gone. Abuka's gone. Stover's gone. Henderson oh, will be man. gone. Yeah, I mean they they lose they all their stacked. all their weapons. Um, yeah. Now the good news is we have great weapons coming in behind them. Um, you know, the freshman class this year is just as loaded as, as the class they're just, you know, the class it's leaving, they're just younger, uh, less experienced, right? You don't have Marvin Harrison in that group, but <clears throat> you do have All I'm saying is very talented if, players. If urban Meyer is making the phone call, are you answering the phone? Cause I, I think they need urban back. Uh, I don't know that the university will let Urban come back, but and I don't know that Urban. I don't know that Urban wants to come back. Let's not forget. I didn't, that's Urban, not what I Urban, said. That's Urban not did I not. Said. Urban did not coach in the NIL era, right? And we are squarely in well, the I, NIL era now. If Trestle is calling, <laughs> same thing with Trestle. Yeah, 
Dude, these guys would thrive in the NIL era. That's the thing. I don't think so. Imagine Trestle in the NIL Mm -hmm. era. Imagine Mm -hmm. Urban being allowed to break all these rules he used to No, it's it's basically professional football, and we saw how Urban did in professional football, right? uh, I think Urban Urban, Urban was great because he could take kids and get the absolute best out of them. In the big moment, he was the he's a great big game coach, and that's what that's what got him to legendary status, right? Uh, never I'm lost to Michigan. Uh, you know, he always always won the big game. Where Urban struggled was when he was playing Purdue, and it's hard to get up for that, right? I'm just so, saying, I feel, I just feel like Dave lacks that charisma to get a team motivated. I, I big game. I don't I feel know. like he's like a he's like a He's got a cap on how much he can fire a team up. He's just, like it's it's a charisma factor. Yeah. Some people got it, some people don't, and I feel like he just lacks. I don't know. I, don't know. I think I, he's got more charisma than Harbaugh does. That's for sure. <laughs> n- no, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, it's it's like you can't put your finger on it, but it, but something about Ryan Day does just not. It just is the none. Nothing he can say, nothing against him. I know he cares. It's not. I'm not saying anything about anything. I'm saying he's a great coach. I'm saying he cares a lot. He's a true Buckeye man. But it's like these great coaches just have this thing about him, and I just feel like he doesn't have it. He's like he doesn't have it. Like he's never going to beat Harbaugh. I feel like Harbaugh has has. Well, well, he's already. Harbaugh's on. Luckily, Harbaugh has beat Harbaugh. (laughs) <laughs> well, luckily for Day, Harbaugh's on his way out because Harbaugh's yes. been mopping him. Yeah, but Harbaugh's been cheating. That's why Harbaugh's on his way out, right? Well, so yeah, I, who, I think this? I think I think the problem is that you know he's taking a beating for the last two years when we know now that Michigan has been cheating for those last two years, right? Well, they didn't cheat this year, so, and I have to say that. Well, uh, assuming that they didn't cheat this year, which is an assumption. Um, man, that, he's, that, uh, he's still he still has that monkey on his back, and he's who's calling a hard that time getting off, right? Yeah, Ryan Day has a monkey on his back, and yeah. it is Michigan. Um, that that interim coach, he made a big play there. It was a uh, was a third and long, and that running back pass, man, mm-hmm. that was a gutsy. Uh, that was really the game right there. Almost that yeah. play alone was like the game changer. Yeah, but uh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, what do you think happens if Ryan Day has a similar campaign this year and then it's the same loses to Michigan again? Like then 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 are you calling it, for his throat? Uh I know a lot of people would. Uh it, there's gonna be a lot that plays out between this year, you know, this game and next year's game. Um yeah. Michigan's gonna look on, like, totally different. Ohio State's gonna look different. Um uh, it's it's going to be there's going to be a lot of changes. We don't know what those changes are, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'll be. Uh, there will be a lot of noise, a lot of people calling for his job if uh, if he loses a fourth game to Michigan. That's for sure. Do you think Michigan wins the national championship? I don't know. Who you got here? It's. I tell you what, Alabama, they looked like hell against Auburn and they pulled it out. Um, I think the winner of that 
Alabama Georgia game is going to be a tough, tough out. Um, and dude, Oregon looks unstoppable too. I know they're playing out in the Pac-12, but uh, if they if they can knock off Washington, that's going to be that's going to be a tough game too. So I don't know. It's I I think there is no there's no dominant team this year. Uh, there's nobody that's like that is clearly the best team in the country. I'm going to roll with Michigan this year. I, I think we just watched the national championship game. I really yeah. think Ohio State had a tough team. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm Craig, Craig's true patriot pick. I, I think Michigan's got it. I, I they've been waiting a See. long, long time, but yep. I think this might be we'll it. See. We'll see. Um, I hope it's not. Um, that would make this entire season for nothing because they're going to have to give it up. <laughs> I mean, if they haven't given it up already, like why would they even let them continue? Because that's how the NCAA works, man. There, we'll what? probably get something in like April. <laughs> the, they'll like tell us about it. In, what you know, their investigation, and yeah. I mean, they, then they clearly have enough to bury at least a, a large portion of the program. They they have enough to at least vacate wins. It's just a matter of other penalties, future penalties, and. Uh, you know, sanctions against individuals rather than the school. Yeah. All right. You ready to put it on the rails? Yep. Let's do it. Proverbs 14.29. Whoever is patient has a great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Proverbs 14.29. What does that mean? It means that if you're patient, then you'll know what they're saying. But if you're not patient, then you might not know what they're saying. And when you um, you might say the wrong thing, and they're, they're going to say, wait, we're not talking about that. And that would make you look really silly, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good job, buddy. <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> That that guy's on. He knows. He like <laughs> understands what folly means. <laughs> yeah. What does folly like? Uh, it's like um, silly, like uh, foolishness. Foolishness. That's it. Yes. All right. Hey. No folly this week. <laughs> that's the show. Freedom on.